If you don't like your external environment, the only real control you have is your internal environment. Mm. So you need to look there first. And what's the internal blockage that's getting in the way? And I think all my work over the years has been based on that fundamental truth. Welcome to today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Quamanala. You know me as Equal Man. This is a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your superpower on the world. We just need the courage to wear the cape. To help us give that courage today, we have Susan Drum. She's the CEO advisor and USA Today bestselling author and leadership coach focused on helping leaders and their teams to develop the capacity and mindsets to lead in today's disruptive environment. She's worked with billionaire CEOs and she's a two-time number one best-selling author of the Leaders Playlist. So we met at an event in Austin where we're both speaking and I love this because she's like, the Leaders Playlist is a book to unleash the power of music and neuroscience to transform your leadership in your life. And so it's amazing. I know we're gonna unpack that, how we can use music to help us. Um, and so but first I'd like to start off first and foremost, What's the best advice? Because we want to get right into it with the entrepreneurs that listen to this show. We've got entrepreneurs, we've got entrepreneurs at Fortune 500 companies, uh, which I know you work closely with both of those type of entities. That's why we're so excited to have you on the show and get your advice. Uh, this is a tough question, but what's some of the best advice that you give entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs? You can intermix them, it might be different, but what's some of the best advice? Then we can start double clicking on some of that stuff and unpacking it. Well, the thing that they haven't heard before is that you can use music to be a better leader. And I think that's the, wow, how is that even possible? And in the book, I talk about, we all have childhood wounds, things that happened to us in our childhood, and they create repeating patterns that put a ceiling on our leadership. And after doing this work for over 20 years, what I saw is leaders were acting out and responding in ways that were had everything to do with how they were in childhood. And so how I started noticing these patterns and noticing also the research behind the neuroscience of music and that we can actually use it to create new neural pathways and make changes faster. So the best advice I would say is if you're stuck anywhere if you ever said to yourself, why does this keep happening to me? Or you feel like there's a ceiling on your leadership effectiveness, you probably have a playlist going and there is a formula to shift that. No, I love that. That's good. And when we look at it, it's funny because when I was doing research for the Focus Project, I came across that instead of saying to your kid, hey, turn off the music, the music can help you in study or whether it's in business or in studying to where if it's math, I think it was calmer music worked better for math, um, creative projects. Some people I know like Tim Ferriss, they listen to the same track repeatedly, um, just in the background. It's the same track that repeats itself. 
And then funny enough, I was at an event with Diane Nyad and she had swam from Cuba to Miami. When she's swimming, she's Bobby McGee was her song. And she swam for, I can't even stay up for 48 hours. She swam like for 48 hours straight. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I mean, so for kids or how do we, how do we use the music? Is it pump it in, in the office or, or how does it work? Well, look, we, we know that music has the ability to shift our state. It's why we work out to music. And it does have that ability. It lights up all regions of the brain. It's it releases dopamine and impacts our emotions and our and our feelings and our perceptions on the way we see the world. But what I'm really talking about here is not just using music to shift our state, which you can do. What I'm talking about is using music to shift deep-seated patterns that are getting in our way as leaders. And using music to both see the pattern and using music to shift the pattern. I like it. So double click that a little more. Like, so I see the pattern. Is there certain tracks or is it just what works best for you? So I'm CEO of this small business, 500 people. And what music do I turn on? Is there certain types that work better than others? It's depending on the emotional state or frequency that you want to be in and what does the music do to you. So it might be best if I give an example of how we've used this process with the leader. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so so Deborah, this is an example. She um, was chief marketing officer for a biotech company, and she got some pretty rough feedback that she was inserting herself into different areas of the company unnecessarily, like she wouldn't stay in her own swim lane. And she got upset when she wasn't invited to meetings or not copied on certain emails. And her response to that was, look, I'm chief marketing officer. I need to be able to be part of this so I can be effective at my job. The thing is, I can't impact other people. I can only work with her. And what I was curious about was why was this showing up in her, her feedback to begin with? And so I asked her to, to Tell me when this happened, when she was not included in certain meetings, what emotions did she feel? And it was anger and jealousy and like she was feeling excluded. And then I asked her, well, where else in your life is this is this showing up, these types of emotions? And she thought about it and she actually said, you know, with my ex-husband, when the kids get to go with him to the lake house that used to be in our, it, we used to go to together and now I'm not part of that. And I said, well, where else in your past has this showed up? And she talked about her sorority and how she didn't get into the one, her top choice or her second or third choice. And we went all the way back. I said, what's the earliest memory that you can think of that you did not have this, that you, you sort of felt this sense of exclusion and you were angry and jealous about it. She said, well, my sister was the pretty blonde one and got all the attention and I was the mousy brown shy one. And I don't think I got invited to the parties and all other things that she got to go to. So you can see the patterns. And since this is a, a thing about superpowers, pattern recognition is my superpower. And and so what we did with that then is understand that she's got a playlist going and I use the term playlist both literally and figuratively. The figurative part was her playlist is, and she came up with the name, I'm Excluded. Oh, geez. 
So that's the title of the old playlist or the default playlist. Okay. What we wanted to do is find music to interrupt that pattern. So she came up with the song Adele's Hello. Hello. Like I've called a thousand times and why won't you pick up the phone? Like, well, there's I was singing that with my daughters the other night and they said, that's her only good song. I'm like, well, so might argue that, but hello. All right. (laughs) And how she would use that then is to say, um, when she would find herself getting angry again or those same emotions, she'd catch herself and go, oh, there's Adele again, right? That all that is, is a neural pathway that's been grooved in so many times. It's an eight lane highway to hell. That's what I call it. It's the eight lane highway to hell. And so we wanna interrupt that pattern and we need to build a new neural pathway. Now that's easier said than done most of the time because that's why change is so hard for people. Mm. But when you embed it with music, music accelerates the neural building pathway process. So now we need to look at, well, what's the new, where does she want to be? What is the new music that she wants to create? New playlist. And so for her, we looked at the emotions she wanted to feel. We looked at what she wanted to contribute. And we looked at what music best represents the, the, the frequency of that for her. And she, her new playlist was called I Bring Peace and Appreciation. And she built out an actual playlist of songs that impacted her, giving her a sense of peace and appreciation, and also the way in which she wanted to show up in the world. Oh, man, that's so great. So do you see how it's it's not what music it is? It's not like this is universal for everyone. Because we're getting to such deep-seated patterning. And so the more she started using this playlist and practice being in that state of vibration, the more things started to look different for her. And she started to notice, hey, I'm invited to a glass of wine with a neighbor and I'm invited to a special brunch. And her relationships even started to transform at work, so much so that her nemesis, the guy that would never include her in anything because he was irritated by her all the time, the the two of them get together every other week for coffee just to get aligned on what's happening. And the comments from the work I did and talking with their team was, we need to bring Deborah in. She's got a lot to contribute because she was showing up differently in that space. And she didn't feel this sort of insistence that she had to be a part of everything. Oh, I like that. And then now, when was she listening to the new play track? Is it, I have two questions, really. For her, when did she listen to the play track? So how does that start to change her habits? And then secondarily, for all of us out there, does that help us change a habit? If we're about to go do something, so I'm about to go eat chocolate pretzels, which are like my nemesis, right? (laughs) It's not the dude. It's like these chocolate pretzels are calling me late night. Is it, do I have my phone and let's say my song's unstoppable, like I'm unstoppable. So would I hit the song when I'm about to go get those pretzels and stop myself? So sorry, the first question is, did Deborah, when did she listen to the music? Was it when when she got excluded? She's like, that's okay, I'm gonna play my music. Deborah would um, start her day with a song that would sort of put her in that space. She would use it while she was out in nature. She could be very present listening to the music, right? Um, Walking or hiking. And um, she would use it before big meetings, right? She's got a big thing coming on. Or when she was back in that old trigger and, and like, I'm stuck in this eight lane highway to hell. How do I get off? So there are a lot of 
places you can use it. And, and I think that's for the person to determine where, what's going to be the best usage, but that's some ideas for, for you. No, I like that. And then, so for me, I'm about to go get those chocolate pretzels. Does it work where I I think it would, where I hit the song? Well, I'm not going to be unstoppable if I'm just stuffing all these chocolate pretzels in my pie hole. Is it like I hit the song to remind me, no, I want to get lean for the summer. I don't need the chocolate pretzels. Like that's not who I want to be. Yeah, you could tie it to that. Um, and I would say choose a song that reminds you of like the the piece that you most want to be your best self. And like my best self looks like this, feels like this. And um, I'm going to remind myself of the person I want to be. I like it. So epiphany for me, it's probably something you realized a long time ago is so sometimes I feel music to me is sort of my sort of candy almost so I get to treat. So if I'm in the car, I go, no, I got to listen to the podcast. I got to listen to the hustle podcast. because I got to know what the latest and greatest is on tech. I got to listen to the Spanish podcast because I'm learning Spanish. And so I view probably music the wrong way where music, I mean, I view it like as relaxing and kind of a treat, but which is good. But also what you're saying is it's actually very empowering. That's what also our research show we did the focus projects, like actually it can help you study better if you listen to certain tracks while you're studying. Um, so walk us through like how music can help us across the board. Oh, music impacts you in ways you may not even realize. I mean, advertisers know this. It's why they tie music, you know, think about that Ozempic ad. It's it's tied to um, the music that the original people that they wanted to influence would know. Um, uh it, athletes use it right to be in peak performance. There's Phelps face. If you remember him getting himself into yeah. that state. So I think we're just scratching the surface on what music can do. It's been used for health purposes. So if you know anything about the uh, research studies on unresponsive Alzheimer's patients, when you put their favorite music on, they come alive and they oh, start singing and dancing. That makes sense. And they actually, there's a measurable increase in eye contact and happiness and a decrease in fatigue. Hmm. And this can be shown on an MRI where all parts of the brain are coming alive. So if it can do that, where take somebody who's truly unresponsive and bring them back to life. Think about what the opportunity is for us to use it in a much more intentional way. And that's what I'm suggesting. What, what I see, that's why the, the book has two parts. It's looking at what are the patterns getting in your way and they have to do with your childhood wound and they create superpowers, but they also come with liabilities. And if you have that liability, what can you do to kind of overcome it to get the best of yourself, right? Yeah. And And then how can you actually use music as a way to help you make these changes. Because if it's going back all the way to childhood, that's pretty deeply grooved neural pathway. But if a mu- if music can help an unresponsive Alzheimer's patients come alive, it sure as heck can help you actually shift that old childhood wound. No, it makes sense. I mean, uh, what you're saying makes all the sense of the world. I think that most of us just walk through life not being present and realizing let's use, because when you talk about sports, for the longest, I was just up at Michigan State. I gave the commencement address. I was in visiting with uh, coach, my old coach, Coach Tom Izzo. And we never had music on during practice. But now they have a blasting, which makes sense. Like if I had Eye of the Tiger playing, I'd be going a lot harder. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I mean, let's get rid of this. It's not drudgery. This is fun. Let's get into it. Let's rock it out. So 
that makes all the sense in the world. Now, obviously, you use music uh, in neuroscience. What what's some of the things that that are top of mind that are people are wrestling with right now? Uh, some of your clients, or maybe it's a story. I love that Deborah story. Maybe you have another story, just like this is what we did and, and how we helped this person. Because a lot of our listeners, Deborah's not alone. We know a lot of Deborahs, right? Yeah. And so yeah. there's a lot of listeners out there. They might be Deborah, or they might know a Deborah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Any examples yeah. that are current or anything that you're wrestling with? Any, any any stories would be great. Yeah, for sure. So in the book, we cover nine stories of leaders who have the most common playlist that I've seen over the years. So they're nine most the most common ones, and they have different names: the old playlist and the new playlist. One, since you have a lot of entrepreneurs in your group, that I can share was a woman by the name of Olivia who was an entrepreneur of a digital marketing company and she grew her business, but she had trouble scaling it after she got some funding. She actually got an infusion of cash and she needed to really scale it, but she felt like she was overwhelmed. She was burdened because she felt like she couldn't really delegate to her team effectively. And the internal conversation was leading this team is more trouble than it's worth. And they just don't get it. I I can't get my people to get it. Mm -hmm. But underneath it all, what we found is she had an old playlist of I'm all alone. She actually, if you believe that, then the world will show up that way to you. And she's been a self-starter her whole life, very self-reliant. So she doesn't actually believe that anybody will show up with the commitment and the skill and the drive that she has. And guess what? If you believe that, that's exactly the type of team you're going to get and what's going to show up for you. So what we needed to do was, again, shift that playlist, understand that uh, it takes a village. And that's what she got to. Like this was her new playlist was it takes a village. If I want to get there, I'm going to need to shift this underlying pattern and belief and then start engaging with my team differently. And, and she was able to do it and really get that. I think once you get that underlying core pattern that's running you, it's really eye opening, and it's, it's like a fundamental shift. It changes the water that you swim in and then everything starts to unlock from there. No, that makes sense. And it's interesting because Olivia is not alone. Uh, I love that it shifted her mindset because the mindset it doesn't need to shift all the way. The person, because you talked a lot, like I was talking to Gary Vaynerchuk the other day, and he's like, they're not going to show up like you're going to show up. Of course not. You're the owner, but they're going to show up with their own superpowers. And so it's really, they're going to show up in their beauty and their glory. And so they're not going to show up like you. So that'll be a path to ultimate frustration. It's, they're going to show up and she's going to show up. He's going to show up. She's going to show up. All these different people are going to show up with their superpowers. And so it's collectively all trying to work together to figure out how to utilize everyone's different. It's like the hall of justice trying to figure out, all right, like Batman, you can't fly, but you can do a lot of other stuff. So let's take your car. Let's use your gadgets. Superman, you can fly. All right, you can fly. So no, that makes all the sense of the world. That's great. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, man, I think um, I've been given so much good advice, and I think I seek it out. (laughs) But really building on the fact that if you don't like your external environment, the only real control you have is your internal environment. Mm. 
So you need to look there first. And what's the internal blockage that's getting in the way? And I think all my work over the years has been based on that fundamental truth. No, I like that. Um, big topic of discussion right now is in-person work, hybrid, remote. I mean, all these CEOs I'm meeting with, they're wrestling with it. Some come with a hammer. You're coming back in five days. I don't care. You're coming in. It's like a mandate edict. Just push down. Others are saying hybrid. These are the three days you have to be in. Others are like you have to come in three days, whatever days you want. Others are saying, nope, keep it as is. Remote, you can come in if you want. We've got this stuff. Are you seeing that a lot? Are you getting that asked quite a bit from your clients? Yes, for sure. And I think it depends on the industry, for sure. I think tech is pushed pretty hard. The talent is pushed pretty hard to remain hybrid or remote. Others, maybe more in financial services are demanding, no, you need to be in. So it, it's been, been depending on the industry, this spectrum with what people can do and uh, what, what the employers want to do and what the employees yeah. say they want to do. Right. And part of that wrestling match is really the realization for the first time ever, in my mind, is you got to treat everyone fair, but not the same. And that's new for a lot of these leaders. Hey, you just can't come out and say everyone's going to be working three days on these days. That sounds all great, but your top talent is going to dictate what the policy is, honestly. For in, It's crazy to think, but not all organizations are... You don't have all A players on your organization. And you might say something nice like, well, no, they're an A player to this level. It's like, that's not true. Like If you look at sports analogy, the Patriots don't have all pros at every position. Yeah. And so they're not, to think about it in that analogy, and so I guess, is there any, how do you approach that with that? So you're, you've got a 10X programmer that says, hey, I'm working remote. If you don't like it, I'll go over and work for Google. I'm at Apple right now, but I'll go work at Google because they're gonna let me work remote. Meanwhile, the policy is, hey, you gotta be in three days, but all of a sudden, Jill said, I'm a 10X program, I'm going to work remote. But then Tim's required to come in. And Tim goes, I don't understand why Jill yeah. gets to work remote for three days, and I don't. Right. And the answer would be, which you probably wouldn't say this as bluntly, is like, well, you got to become a 10X programmer like Jill, and then you can work wherever you want. But it's a long way of asking, have you seen a good way to address this have you seen any company do that where they're actually treating everyone fair but not the same meaning they don't have a a one policy for all it's actually the top performers actually have different i haven't different seen adjustments that. i'm going to be honest i haven't no. seen i've seen companies try to be like we we hold everyone to the same standard Okay. Um, and because it's not just about, it's a, and, and there's so many what ifs here, yeah. but the reason that leaders want people together because they feel like they're missing that connectivity, the glue, the collaboration, the mentorship that happens when you're in the office. So where I think the growth area for leaders that they haven't really leaned into yet enough is how do you get that in a hybrid environment and how do you build that in a remote way? 
And because you've got to lead differently. And that's where some of our programs are really building a deeper level of connectivity for the team to get to what are my motivations? What are my strengths? What am I working on? Even in a remote space, you can do that. But that's not, and I wouldn't expect it to be a leader's initial strength. But if you do, if you bring in these types of programs that we offer, you can actually do that with your team and start getting some of the benefits that you're missing by them not being there. Because I think it's here to stay. There's going to be some flexibility that needs to happen. So what do leaders need to do to step up so that they can continue to build the connectivity? Because if the connectivity is not there, it's just a transactional job. And the minute a higher paying position comes along, the person's gone. So you're basically in a low price war. Do you want to be in that game or do you want to invest in leadership development and your ability to facilitate a great conversation, a deep level conversation so that your team feels connected and they collaborate better? And then they have a reason because they love the people they work with, even if they're not coming in every day. I love that. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes, like you said, a race to the bottom. So it's really more and more than ever. It's culture. How do you develop it? What's your why? start with those first principles. Why are we all here? Uh, So everyone can kind of make sure that they're not just there for a paycheck. They're there. They're making a difference in the world. They love the people around them because the culture that's put in place. So that's, that's fantastic. I love it. That'd be remiss. I'm going to ask you, what didn't we cover that we should have covered or anything that's on top of your mind? Like, man, I wish we should cover this because this gets me super excited before we do that. Cause I don't want to forget what is your current song or songs? I mean, it kind of shifts for me, you know, right now I probably got, I got some Dua, Dua Lipa. I say Dua Lipa to just get the eye roll for my daughters, but Dua Lipa, Levitating is pretty good. Uh, Unstoppable, I don't know those things up, but I like it. And then yeah. uh, I go down to the Honky Tonk by Jake Owen. So those are really the three that kind of like, when I need a little pick me up, I'm hitting those. W- what's on your soundtrack these days? I mean, Lizzo, is without a doubt gets me going and her playlist uh she's part of my playlist a, a number of songs but good as hell is such a good song and then it's really who i am i think miley cyrus flowers that oh yeah all comes back to self-love and that i write a lot about that in the book my old playlist was i'm treated unfairly and my new playlist was I'm Empowered. So I built out songs that were all related to me feeling empowered. And I know that Sia song because it's also on my on my I Am Empowered playlist. I like it, that's awesome. And The Flowers is a fantastic song. The reason I know this is because my daughter plays piano. That was her song for recital. So that's what she'd play every day leading up to the recital. I still love the song. Cause sometimes you'd be like, hear it too much, but I still love that song, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. That's fantastic. All right, as we start to wrap things up, what anything that we should have covered that you're excited about or anything you want to kind of give to the audience? Yeah, I want to give them a head start on this, on figuring out what their potential old playlist and new playlist is. So I've got a seven-question quiz on susandrum.com. It's called the Enlightened Leader Quiz. And what it will do is give you a suggestion based on what you're answering for superpowers and liabilities. But it'll also refer you to the specific chapter in the book that may be closest to what is going on for you. 
to get some ideas. And in the book, we have the actual playlist. There's a little QR code where you can download the actual playlist that these leaders used to build your own. And it'll give you lots of ideas for it. But go to the quiz. It's um, it's fun and it'll give you that background that you need. And um, and that Susan Drum, I my, believe it or not, I, I talk about music and my last name is an instrument, but it has two M's, D-R-U-M-M. Because <laughs> you're extra special, two M's. <laughs> Right. I, for, I always forget there is actually science, you probably know this, that shows if you're named Baker that you're most likely to start baking or cooking. Oh, uh, really? It's actually a known fact. Um, I talk about superheroes, Equal Man. So it's just a known fact that it, it's kind of crazy. All right. What's, uh, what do you, what's a book, podcast? Or actually, on the when I do that on SusanDrum.com, does it give me a suggested playlist based on what I entered? No, it won't give you the suggested playlist. It'll it'll refer you. It'll give you the description of what might your your title. We have different ones: connector, you know, visionary, some different pieces. It'll give you the superpower, potential superpower, but what your what could get in the way of enlightened leadership for you, and then you'll get um, as a follow up where, what suggested chapter you should go to. And there you'll find the playlist that you can get. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was worried if I put in my information, something uncool, it's like Milli Vanilli for you. It's like, ah, oh. every time <laughs> I do the Harry Potter house, I'm Hufflepuff, even though I want to be like in a cooler house. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, well, well, that's the thing. Music is highly personal. So you, what the, the trick is to understand what, what's the new emotional state you want to shift to and what music does that for you. But we give people ideas based on the other person's. I've had somebody put natural on their old playlist and natural on their new playlist. So it's all about what the music does to you. Yeah. That's smart. It's all, Everyone, yeah, music's very personal for sure. That's for sure. No question about it. And my kids, I'm trying to get them to like country music, not so far, but they'll look back when they're older and go, ah, oh, that song reminds me of dad, that little country. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. What's a fa favorite quote? Favorite quote that you have? Uh, Einstein's quote, which is the solution to our current problems cannot be solved at the level of consciousness that created them. Oh, I love that. That's a long one. Good for you. That's a hard to remember. That's really good. What about what do you read? What's a book or a podcast you think people should check out? I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza. I think okay. he has some really powerful work. So his latest book, Becoming Supernatural, uh, is is just a really powerful read. I love it. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we're wrapping things up here. I loved having you on the show. This is so fantastic. Hopefully get you back on the show because I, I know I learned a ton. I'm sure our listeners learned, learned a bunch. And again, go to SusanDrum.com to do the assessment because that'll be fantastic. Um, and the book's called The Leader's Playlist. Obviously, there's SusanDrum.com. How else can people find out more about you? Yeah, so SusanDrum.com is the best place. Um, you can get the Leaders Playlist on Amazon, of course. There's It's also in Audible as well. And the consulting arm. Yeah, I did. I read it. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. And the music, um, little short snippets of the music is embedded in it as well. I like so, it. Um, and then our consulting arm is Meritage Leadership uh, as well. But you can get to that from SusanDrum.com on the Meritage account. Leadership. Meritage Leadership. I love it. Yeah. And just I'm curious. So when you did the read, well, you have snippets of the music. 
for legality, how long could you play it to be okay? Um, I can play it for, I don't like, I think it's like 15 seconds, but we had to get licenses. Oh, you did? So we did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. I had to, I had to like get all the licenses from the various. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's a book in itself on how you did that. Oh yeah. That was like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So, but in general, creative commons, you can play it for 15, 15 seconds. Well, that's what we did. Yeah. Um, cause, and, and so when you apply for the license, you put your, so I don't know if that's a rule or not. I wouldn't. Take oh, I gotcha. You just said, Hey, we're only going to play it for 15 seconds. Yeah. It'll give you exposure and you, yeah. wow, you tracked all that down. That's wild. Did you go through one entity that then reached out to the artist or did you go to each individual artist? Um, no, there's one, there's, there's several entities that own a piece of music. So we had to research what were the different entities. Oh, and then gosh. get them. So yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That's why entrepreneurs, I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. It's easy to be dumb, and that's why you, you get the job done. I love it. Now, when you read your book, did you do it in two days? Did you do it in a studio? Did you do it at your house? We've done it a bunch of ways when we've done our books. I'm just curious. I did it for um at at, at a studio for like three days. Okay. So yeah. It's exhausting. It was. Yeah, you, it's hard to keep that energy up, but you've got that energy, so you've got it in spades. I love it, so that's great. All right, SusanDrum.com. Thank you, Susan, so much Thank for you. joining us today. And remember, music can help you get where you want to go and it can help you break habits and start new ones. So that's awesome. That's what yes. I learned today. Fantastic Thank you. stuff. Okay, Good bye. Good seeing you. Good hearing you. Take care. Five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 you.